Hi, I'm Snigdha Sharma and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we talk about the latest changes in India's vaccine policy. We also talk about vaccine inequality and how a plush Noida housing society got vaccines meant for Aligarh. Beginning with the new changes announced by the Prime Minister last evening in his monthly monologue. As the centre was faced by demands from multiple states to intervene after their global tenders to purchase vaccines didn't really work and the Supreme Court too asked the centre a whole lot of questions about procurement and distribution, the centre has now finally decided to go back to centralised procurement of vaccines. Along with this, the Prime Minister also made other important announcements related to vaccination. To talk about it, we were joined by Conan Sheriff. Just to give us more context, Conan, can you briefly take us over the centre's vaccine policy from the 1st of May until now? On May 1st, India changed its vaccination policy, which means that what happened is out of the 100% doses that were available in the market, 50% were reserved for the central government, 25% were reserved for the state government, and 25% were reserved for the private sector. When we talk reserve here means that 50% were procured by the central government, which were then provided to the state government to vaccinate three categories. That is the frontline workers, healthcare workers, everyone above the age of 45. So this was free of cost vaccination. Then the 25% that were made available to the state governments, states procured them and then vaccinated 18 to 44 age group. So the states procured this 25% vaccines from the manufacturers and then administered this vaccine to 18 to 45 group free of cost. Then remaining 25% which was available in the market was then procured by the private uh, hospitals across the country. But here the beneficiaries had to pay a certain amount to the vaccination centers. So it differed from vaccine to vaccine. Serum vaccine which is Covishield costed somewhere around 850 rupees and uh, Co-vaccine of Bharat Biotech costs somewhere around 1,250. Right. So, what were the new changes to the vaccine policy that the Prime Minister announced on Monday evening? So, today's announcement is the change in the 25% of the state procurement. What the Prime Minister has announced is that the centre will now procure 75% of the total vaccines in the market and then offer free of cost to the state government which essentially means that now the states will not be involved in procurement of vaccines, that only central government will be involved in procurement of vaccines, and which essentially now center will also vaccinate 18 above free of cost. Till now the center was only vaccinating 45 and above free of cost, but from the new decision, which will come into existence from June uh, 21st, the center will also start free of cost, everyone above the age of 18. However, what remains is that 25% of the doses that were earmarked for the private centers, that will stay. But the new rule also says that the private hospitals can only charge rupees 150 as the service charge. So that there's a capping on the service charge of the private hospitals. So these are the broad changes that uh, will come into picture. But what we have learned uh, from our sources is that there will be some other changes in the final blueprint. The first big change is that if you see in the new vaccination drive, 
the smaller private hospitals have not been able to procure vaccines, especially from the states like Odisha and Bihar. So what center will do is the state governments will start aggregating the demand data from these centers and then center will help channelize the supplies to the smaller hospitals so that it addresses the issue of geographical inequity. So that will be the first change what we've learned from our sources. The second thing that we have learned is that the center will use three different metrics as this caseload, wastage and performance to supply to the states. So it will be based on these metrics that uh, the states will get the number of doses according to the performance of the state, the number of active cases, as well as the wastage. Here it should be noted that the wastage will be a negative metric. So you have more wastage, then you get less supplies. So that will be the big change. Also, the other change uh, that or, or something new feature uh, that we've learned from our sources is that uh, the center will start issuing what is called as an electronically non-transferable voucher. So people who can afford uh, to pay to someone of the uh, like the drivers or their domestic health, so they can get this voucher, which will be approved by the Reserve Bank of India. And uh, then the person, the beneficiary can just uh, take this voucher. It can just be downloaded on your mobile and then go to a private vaccination center and get vaccinated. So again, this is to, you know, the increase uh, the efficiency, uh, the increase the coverage uh, of the vaccination right now, especially in um, the urban centers. And uh, then the last thing uh, that uh, we're talking about is the fact that uh, this whole system that will be put in place center now will only be mostly involved in procurement and uh, the states will look at the granular planning at district level. The fact that they will get uh, one month advance details about how many vaccines that the center will be giving. So they have to plan accordingly how it will prioritize the different groups, which is 45 and above and 18 to 44. Another thing that we've learned from our sources is that uh, there was uh, some states have prioritized within 18 to 44. Some states have. So that priority groups can continue, but the revised guidelines that will be issued uh, to the states in the next uh, two, three days uh, will have final details on uh, which category the states can prioritize and which category the states cannot prioritize. So these are the final blueprint uh, that will be there in the revised guidelines in the next coming two, three days. So, Conan, can you explain to us how these changes in the vaccine policy will address vaccine disparity, which is being reported from across the country? So the question of vaccine inequity, you should remember that immunization program, the national immunization program, which involves mostly children, is uh, the procurement is done by the center. So that's how our vaccination strategy has been. It's a very successful, globally recognized uh, vaccination program. So we've gone back to the model that has been used for decades. So in fact, now what it does is that certain state governments have resources. Some state governments don't have the resources to procure enough doses. So right now, what the center has done is the fact that that, that activity will be removed and we go back to our uh, Old system of the national immunization program. So the system has been bought back in inherently to address the vaccine inequity, which we are seeing. Basically, we are we're seeing many number of doses that have been administered in larger cities and the smaller centers, the smaller districts uh, have not been able to administer. So this is how it will be done. The second thing is that uh, the fact that we are also looking at uh, foreign manufacturers uh, who are going to come in the next few months, which is Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. 
clearly these vaccine manufacturers said that we will not deal with states, but we will deal with center. So again, this policy is in line with that. Center will procure this large number of doses from Pfizer and Moderna and then distribute to the, the states according to the metrics that I've spoken about. So essentially, we are going back to what was already being done. In fact, from Jan 16th till May 1st, we were essentially using the same model of centralized procurement and center distributing to the states based on their performance and the demand. And uh, before we wrap up this segment, Conan, can you tell us what were the criticisms against the earlier 50-50 vaccine policy? So there are two different aspects. The center has said that Several chief ministers had demanded that they have to give uh, states more say in vaccine procurement. We had seen several actually top leaders, including Rahul Gandhi and chief minister from Maharashtra, asking for that. And then uh, in the last few days, we saw several chief ministers asking the reversal of the process. The Kerala chief minister had said, many other chief ministers said that uh, the procurement has to be centralized. Then we should also remember this, this policy comes in the backdrop of uh, the hearing in the Supreme Court. Uh, in fact, Supreme Court had said uh, that uh, now the policy is arbitrary. It had not passed a full-fledged order, but had asked government to produce data on the number of vaccinations, district-level data. So government had to produce the data of what is the actual allocation of vaccines and what is the administration of vaccines at district level, which would actually reveal uh, several loopholes uh, in the uh, whole procurement process. So it comes in the backdrop of two, three things. First uh, is, of course, the political. And also you saw what happened in the Supreme Court and the fact that Prime Minister now says that uh, we had done it earlier because some state governments had asked for uh, some sort of leeway for them to procure directly. But that really hasn't worked. We are seeing that. And that's why it has been reversed. But always remember that 25% is still with private sector. So that still remains. That is to incentivize uh, the vaccine manufacturers to make some profit uh, out of the drive. So this is clearly being done in the backdrop of uh, these developments. Now coming to vaccine procurement by private hospitals. Now you heard Conan mention in the last segment how smaller hospitals and rural areas have been struggling to procure vaccines. To understand why that has been happening, in this segment we were joined by Tabasum Barnagarwala who analysed data of vaccines bought by various private hospitals around the country. What she found was how the centre's earlier 50-50 vaccine policy has been pushing vaccine disparity around the country by allowing larger hospital chains to procure the maximum number of vaccine doses. So, Tabasum, can you start by telling us how private hospitals are procuring vaccines now and how were they doing it before the previous vaccine policy, uh, which came into effect on the 1st of May? Before the 1st of May, uh, there was a different policy for procurement and distribution of vaccines. The central government was purchasing the entire stock and based on um, state-wise vaccinations per day, population and the spread of infection, there was allocation being made of vaccine doses. The state governments were then distributing to local corporations and local corporations were taking a call of how much to distribute to each private hospital which is willing to vaccinate people. So that was how the whole process was going about. Private hospitals were paying Rs 150 per dose and they could charge maximum of Rs 250 from a beneficiary. So 100 rupees was the handling charges that was allowed to each private hospital. From May 1, the entire system has been remodeled. Central government is going to procure 50% of the vaccine stock produced by manufacturers. 
and the remaining 50% will be distributed equally between state governments and private sector which means that the entire private sector in india can purchase 25% of the total stock available in india and all the state governments put together can purchase 25% of the total stock available so concerns were raised about vaccine inequality early on uh, when this new vaccine policy was announced on the 1st of may itself so In your recent report Tabasum you studied how private hospitals have managed to get an upper hand when it comes to procurement. Um can you tell us more about what you found? Now we studied the data for the entire month of May to understand which hospitals were the um, buyers and what was the distribution like. There were two three interest, interesting things which came out. Uh, one that private sector purchased only 15.6% of the total production. So they purchases they purchase less from their assigned quota of 25%. While state governments actually purchased 33%. Having said that, out of this 15% which the private sector purchased which is about 1.29 crore figures which have been given by the central government, we got data for 1.20 crore doses and we analyzed them. and out of these 1.20 crore doses private sector has immunized only 22 lakh people in the month of may which is 17% utilization of the purchase that they made now there are two three things which come out of this one the private sector has purchased more than their daily immunization capacity which is a logical thing to do because private hospitals would want to make bulk purchases they would not prefer purchasing every week or every few days because this increases their cost second we do realize that based on this data we do understand one more thing that private hospitals have a huge stock but their capacity is limited to say 1000 to 2000 per private hospital that we are seeing in mumbai as of now what we also found was that there were five hospital chains which managed to purchase 41% of the entire stock and in total there were nine hospitals plus hospital chains which managed to purchase 50% of the entire stock So the top hospitals are Apollo Hospital, Max Healthcare, HN Reliance Hospital. HN Reliance Hospital is just one hospital. Medica Hospital in Kolkata, Fortis Hospital, and then we have Narayana Healthcare, Godrej Memorial, and there are three four more hospitals. Out of the total purchase which was made by the private sector, we found that Apollo Hospital purchased 16.1 lakh doses. Max Healthcare could purchase 12.97 lakh doses. HN Reliance Hospital, which has just one hospital in Mumbai, purchased 9.89 lakh doses. Medica Hospitals purchased 6.26 lakh. Fortis Healthcare purchased 4.48 lakh. Godrej Memorial Hospital 3.35 lakh. Manipal Hospital 3.24 lakh doses. Narayana Healthcare 2.02 lakh doses, and Techno India Dama 2.26 lakh doses. Now, this total combined is 50% of the total purchase, which is more than 60 lakh doses. But if we see the overall data, their immunization capacity is not that huge even though apollo max fortis actually has a chain of hospitals across india also tabasum there seems to be a higher concentration of available doses of vaccines in urban areas can you tell us what is going on if we see the data for ncr region mumbai metropolitan region the doses purchased in these areas are much much higher than if you see rural areas So to give some perspective, the national capital region, Mumbai metropolitan region, Kolkata, Bangalore, and Hyderabad—all these five urban pockets put together purchase 80% of the total stock in May. Now we do not know from these hospitals as to how much stock have they diverted towards tier two, tier three cities, or their 
smaller centers in semi-urban areas that data they have not provided to us. But we did go through each hospital's presence in across India and we found that their presence is limited to tier 1 and tier 2 cities. Which means that in tier 3 and then in rural areas, villages, the presence of private sector, the purchasing power of the private sector for vaccines is extremely low. Right. So, what does this uh, disparity mean for uh, smaller hospitals, uh, especially the ones in rural areas? So, if we look at state-wise distribution of doses, we will also see a disparity between states. So, say for example, a state like Odisha, there was just one private hospital which could purchase 3,000 doses for the entire state. In contrast, Maharashtra has managed to purchase more than 32 lakh doses. So, there's also a disparity between states. Of course, Maharashtra has more population, it has been severely affected by the COVID-19 wave. But if we compare both states, Odisha's uh, allocation in private sector is really low. So this also shows that private hospitals which have, uh, which are better placed, which have more buying power, more bargaining capacity are able to cope for large doses while smaller hospitals are unable to do that. We reached out to few of the smaller hospitals to get a sense. In Mumbai, we spoke with a charitable hospital called Hindu Sabha Hospital. They had placed an order for 30,000 doses and they could manage to buy only 10% of their order. They said that the manufacturer, which in this case was Serum Institute of India, provided only 3,000 doses to them. So we also looked at smaller hospitals in smaller regions of India. For example, there is a small city called Shimoga in Karnataka, which has a population of 3.22 lakh people. And there, um, there was just one private hospital called Sarji, which managed to purchase 6,000 Covishield doses. In Jalgao, which is in Maharashtra, there was one hospital which could buy 5120 doses. So we see that these smaller rural regions, which are now seeing a spread of COVID-19 infection, have a very limited buying power because there could be multiple reasons. These private hospitals do not have the kind of reach that larger hospitals have. They will send emails and probably they are not receiving responses. They do not have direct contacts with people in the manufacturing unit of Serum Institute of India and Bharat Biotech and they are unable to establish contact to have a dialogue for purchasing more doses. We spoke with Leelawati Hospital officials in Mumbai and although it is a large hospital, it is very popular but it is just a single hospital in Mumbai and they said that they have been really struggling to buy enough doses. They are putting large orders, but they are getting only limited stock. For example, in May, they got only 5,000 doses. And yesterday, when I spoke with the director, he said that they will exhaust the entire stock in one day. So today, they will exhaust their entire stock until unless they get more stock from either of the two manufacturers. So smaller hospitals are facing huge difficulties in reaching out to manufacturers. Reserves large hospital chains, which have a huge capacity to buy, and are actually able to have a stock for, say, 15 to 20 days to one month. And finally, coming to how a housing society in Noida got free vaccines all the way from a public health centre in Aligarh. Yet another example of how the rich and the privileged can jump the vaccine queue was when an upscale housing society in Uttar Pradesh's Gautam Budnagar district received free COVID vaccines. The residents got the shots brought all the way from an urban primary healthcare centre in Aligarh's Norangabad, nearly 120 kilometres away. Records accessed by the Indian Express show that almost 200 members of JP Greens in Greater Noida were vaccinated in two camps conducted in the society late last month and the beneficiaries included those between the ages of 18 to 44 and those above 45. 
At least 10 residents speaking on the condition of anonymity said that the camps were held in the society on the 21st of May and the 27th of May. Now records show that the beneficiaries were issued certificates from the Urban Primary Healthcare Centre in Norangabad. The additional Chief Medical Officer of Noida, Dr. Neeraj Tyagi, who is in charge of issuing permission for such camps in the district, told the Indian Express and I quote Our office did not give any permission to hold vaccination camp on the given dates at JP Greens. Unquote. After the incident came to light on Sunday, Gautam Budh Nagar CMO Deepak Ori and Subdivisional Magistrate Prasoon Devedi visited the society to inquire about the camps. At least one resident submitted a written complaint to the officials alleging that no COVID certificate was issued despite the vaccination on the 27th of May. Records show that the vaccine available at Norangabad is Covaxin. And until the 31st of May, official records have shown that the doses available at the Urban Primary Healthcare Centre in Norangabad were earmarked for those above the age of 45. The Indian Express has also accessed several videos of JP Green residents appreciating arrangements at the vaccination camps held in the society. You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me Snigdha Sharma and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. You can follow us and leave us feedback on Facebook or Twitter at Express Podcasts or send us an email at podcasts@indianexpress.com. And if you like this show, please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from so more people can find us. You can also look for us in the audio section in the top right corner of our website indianexpress.com. 